Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. She has helped guide us through the wisdom of this last season, and she is back again today to help us put a bow on the season. She is Mary Kay Cabot from The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com, and, of course, she's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mary Kay, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Hello, Mary Kay. I'm not going to lie. I'm still bummed. I'm still bummed. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, and then it's still, you know, it, it's hard, I know, for Browns fans to turn on the television last night and see Baker advancing in the playoffs. That just sort of adds insult to injury here uh, with the Browns going home. So it, it has been a difficult few days, I know, for the Browns and their fans, and, uh, you know, I, it's just a period of grief that everyone has to get through. Mary Kay, big picture, Browns defense was really lousy on the road smaller picture why was it so lousy in houston on saturday uh well first of all i think bob slowick had a fantastic game plan for the cleveland browns i think that uh, he knew who to attack how to attack them when to attack them Uh, i think at times used their aggressiveness uh, and their attack mindedness against them a little bit and then i think that the browns ran into a really really good quarterback in C.J. Stroud. And I've been saying this many times, and I I have it in a story that I have up on Cleveland.com today about, you know, this whole defensive collapse thing. You know, they just hadn't been tested by very many really good quarterbacks this season. And people might want to give me a little pushback on that, but I really firmly believe that. Yes, they did beat uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, uh, but that was a, you know, that was a 33-31 to game that required a heroic effort from Deshaun Watson coming out of the locker room hurt and injured and pulling that one out. Uh, But other than that, they really didn't beat very many good elite premier quarterbacks. Um, You know, they, they did beat Brock Purdy in Cleveland, but he was without his two biggest weapons. So I just don't know that they had been tested, battle tested enough for what they were about to face in Houston. And I think that, you know, they may have rested on their laurels a little bit of being the number one defense in the NFL. Why do you think they were so much better at home than they were on the road? It's, I, I was looking this morning, I was, you know, they're eight and one, eight and one at home during the regular season and the Cowboys were eight. and zero, and then they just lost their last or So they ended up eight and one. It was, it really was an amazing year at home. It was. And there, I think there are a lot of reasons for that. And I will be writing some more about this over the next, couple of days uh you know i think the home field advantage 
was tremendous because of the, the, the noise and the great fans and all those kinds of things. Uh, but also, if you dig a little bit deeper, you know, they played some of the better quarterbacks on the road. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, they were pl- facing the Clayton Toons and the Trevor Simeons and Joe Burrow coming off of a calf injury. So I, I just think people are people always forget to look at the competition that you have played against. And, and I just think that that's an important factor not to overlook. Mary Kay, did Kevin Stefanski uh, and Andrew Berry wrap up contract extensions? But does an extension in this day and age in the NFL mean much of anything? You know, maybe, maybe not, because as you're insinuating, you can have an extension and get fired in the middle of your extension. So, no, I think it's more so a formality. I know that uh, everyone believes that those two men will be around for a long, long time running a really great program and having sustained success and making the playoffs uh, you know, every year or close to every year. So, you know, I, I I think that's the plan, and that's what you will see. What happens to Joe Flacco next? Well, you know, Joe put himself back on the NFL map with that performance in those last five games of the regular season. And now it's just a matter of, you know, he's turning 39 today, so happy birthday, Joe. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, is anybody going to see something in him that they didn't see in the first 10 weeks of the season. Did he show something? I think he did. I mean, if, if teams were smart, they would they would bring Joe in to either be their bridge starter to a rookie or, um, or you know, whatever, start for them or try to compete with someone for a starting job. So hopefully, for Joe's sake, that will happen for him because he deserves it. Um, if none of those things happen, then, you know, I think the door should be open for him to come back here. I don't subscribe to the theory that you can't bring him here because he'll be a distraction and the players will want him over Deshaun. I mean, I just don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I think those two guys could coexist. Um, And as long as Deshaun comes back healthy from this surgery, I think he's going to be just fine. Do the Browns need to bring in somebody else at quarterback if it's not Flacco? Or do you think they're sold on DTR in, in year number two as a backup? And a, vi- a viable guy to play, Mary Kay, because chances are, as we saw, a lot a lot of backups are playing. You know what? With Deshaun coming off of a shoulder surgery, um, I, I would absolutely 100% bring in a winning veteran quarterback like the, you know, the Colts had Gardner Minshew this year, mm-hmm. and they almost made the playoffs because they had a really, really good backup quarterback. The Browns did make the playoffs because they went out and got that good backup quarterback. I think that the paradigm in the NFL uh, this offseason will be to spend some money on good backup quarterbacks because whoever makes it through a 17-game season, and it just seems to me like injuries are even up in the NFL. I mean, you know, the Bengals obviously having to do with Joe Burrow, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. It just the list went on and on. So I think they should have a, a really good, experienced, winning quarterback, and I, I kind of think they will. Uh, let's talk a little big-picture coaching stuff going on. Mike Tomlin walks out of his uh, press conference yesterday when asked about his contract. What do you think of that? Well, you know, these seasons are so frustrating. I mean, everybody's heart and soul goes into these seasons, and sometimes it just takes one small thing 
for, you know, even even the most professional of coaches, uh, you know, just to, you know, sometimes you need to put that frustration somewhere. And I, I think we have to give them that a little bit at times. You know, we have such high expectations for everyone in the heat of the moment, right after a crushing loss. And, you know, we have to ask those kinds of questions, but I can understand where, you know, the first frustration can come in at a moment like that. So I don't know all of it. I just, I saw it happen. I heard the question. I saw him walk off. Uh, It seemed to me that the, you know, the question was valid, although, you know, sometimes those are things that you, save for the next day but you know it's it's perfectly okay to ask them in that moment too so he was frustrated he walked off knowing Mike Tomlin just covering him all of these years I'm sure he'll probably apologize for that yeah I just thought he was frustrated because he wasn't thinking about that he was thinking about the game they lost that's what I thought when I saw his reaction yeah it's just and he's such a he's great with the media he's so good uh, in terms of just always being professional and doing the right thing. But everybody's human. And, you know, in a moment like that when you're upset and you're frustrated about things, you know, I, I you know, sometimes those things happen. Mary Kay Cabot joining us from the Plain Dealer at Cleveland.com. I would think this is an offseason without a first-round draft choice. This is the last one going to Houston for, for Deshaun Watson. You've got a second. You've got a third. I, I would think Andrew Barry might have to get creative. Is creativity, Mary Kay, moving one of your tackles? Because if Conklin comes back healthy, Jedrick Wills comes back healthy, you're going to play Dewan Jones. I, I can't imagine telling one of those three tackles that you're coming off the bench. Can you? No, I mean, Dewan is going to start, and I think Jed is going to start probably. So, I, yeah, I don't really know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I think they feel probably pretty well set with their, with their tackle spots with the, you know, with the younger guys and, you know, maybe I'm not sure how that's going to go yet. Um, we'll have to see how Jack comes back from his injury, what he wants to do, how much he wants to continue on. He's gone through a lot of really grueling, tough injuries over the past couple of years. So, you know, I think we'll just have to see how this one plays out a little bit. Do you think Jedrick Wills is your left tackle? And and I, I know I'm looking way down the road. Dewan was really good at right tackle. Could they flip Mary Kay? Because Jed played right tackle at Alabama. At this point, I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, I don't know for sure if they would not do that. But at this point, I'm, I'm going to say no. That they'll probably stick with the status quo, at least for a while, and see how that goes. Um, I think Jed was starting to, to come on strong when he got injured. So, you know, maybe – um, you know, maybe he's ready for that a little bit more. And then you also have a more mobile quarterback in Deshaun. So, you know, that might work in his favor as well. So um, I would I would say that they'll stick with their original spots for right now. Mary Kay, uh, who do you like moving forward here in the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. It, it's going to be uh, really, really something to watch. Um, there's something that I really like about the Lions, their team, their spirit, their coach, um, wondering how far all of that can take them. You know, they, they almost seem like they had that sort of special asterisk next to their name like the Browns did this year. There was just something um, you know, team destiny about them. Uh, so I, I do like them, and I like their coach. Um, 
And then, oh, my gosh, in the AFC, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm going to stick with the Ravens. Uh, but these other teams are really heating up. I mean, the Bills, my goodness, right? I mean, they have come back up off the mat, and they are going to be probably hard to beat because, you know, Josh Allen can strap the team on his back. So that one's going to be very interesting. Uh, Kansas City on the road, I think that's going to be kind of tough. I think I'm going to stick with Baltimore for now. Where does Bill Belichick end up, Mary Kay? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, You know, I I don't know for sure. Obviously, no one does yet. But, um, boy, Bill coaching the Cowboys, that could be interesting. Could Um, Could he and Jerry Jones coexist? I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Know the answer to that. I, I, that's I can't see Jerry walking away from wanting to be a GM type, right? Well, I don't know that Bill could command that, but if Bill doesn't like doing press conferences, Jerry's got that covered, Mary Kay. Yeah, the only thing about that is that Bill isn't going to like somebody else exactly. you know, being the spokesperson for the team. So there would be a lot of things to consider there. But wherever he goes, wherever he goes and wherever any coach goes – uh, they have to insist that an elite quarterback is the number one thing on the list for the team. Because I don't care how good you are as a coach, you're not going anywhere until you have a really, really good quarterback. And when you get into the playoffs and you get deeper into the playoffs, you see how vitally important that is. I mean, look at these passing games that we've just watched uh, this past weekend. I mean, some of these uh, quarterbacks, their arms, and these catches that these receivers are making, it's just amazing to watch. It's a sight to behold, and that's what you need at this point. Uh, you need at least you know one good battery of a quarterback and uh, a can't-miss receiver, and I would insist on that um, if I'm a head coach going into any team. Mary Kay, as always, thank you for your insight and uh... And knowledge of the game. And of course, uh, we appreciated you all season long and I look forward to talking to you in the off season as well. Thank you very much, Mary Kay. Thank you guys. Thanks. We'll Mary talk Kay. to you soon. Mary Kay Cabot, plain dealer, cleveland.com on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. We'll talk more Browns. We're asking you the question, what are the lessons of the season? But first we will talk to Jeff Thomas. We'll make him do it next. Baskin and Phelps. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. He is Jeff Phelps. I'm Andy Baskin. 
216-474-0092. That's the number to call. Um, really interesting conversation we've been having with you this morning about what are the lessons of the seasons. What did we learn from the Browns this season as we go back and kind of reflect on what happened, what went wrong, what went right? You know, there are plenty of things that went right this season, Jeff. And I think that's what bothers me the most. And let's be honest, only one team gets to win the last game of the year. So, you know, every team can say this went wrong for us or this is the reason why we didn't do it. And they're trying to find new answers to solve the issues that didn't make it so that they could win the last game of the season. So um, I, I, when I look back at it, I think the more I separate from the season – the less disappointed I'll be. I was extremely disappointed on Saturday, extremely. And it's, I don't even know if it's about the fact that they lost or the way they lost. I think the way they lost really just bothers me even more. I just, I expected more. Although I thought you brought up a good point, Jeff, because I think we were both in the same boat. They were within striking distance at the break. Yeah. And then that third quarter just blew everything up. And they were going in for a score, either a field goal or a touchdown. It looked like, you know, when when the first interception returned for a touchdown happened, you know, at that point it goes to be what seven point game or even a three point game, and that changed everything. And then the next possession, oh my goodness, and then it's all over. I mean, it was like boom, boom, done. Now the one the one thing that I think we have a hard time doing here is figuring out exactly what we learned about this season because of all the injuries. You know, like. And I, I put some numbers together yesterday, Andy. When Dewan Jones played and when he didn't, the running game was down like 60 yards a game. And just from, you know, he played through the first 12 games, missed one. When they ran the ball really well, it was against Baltimore, I believe. But after he went out, the running game kind of disappeared. And Jeff, they only ran for 100 yards three times all season. And one of the guys got hurt in the first game of the year when Nick Chubb got three times all season. We had a 100-yard rusher. Oh, a hundred yard rusher. Yeah, in a but the team game. had the team averaged over 134 yards a game through the first 12 rushing with with Dewan Jones in there, and Dewan did a great job. So did everybody else. I, I think we're. I'm wondering. Okay, do you need a different backup running back? You know, is is Jerome Ford good enough? Is Kareem Hunt does does Kareem have enough left? You know, I I like Pierre Strong, and Pierre had some issues. I, I wonder, because of the injuries, can you evaluate that properly? And, and it, it goes with some of the other spots, too. But I, I thought that Andrew Berry did a really nice job adding talent to this team in certain positions, defensive line in particular. And I think that it was clearly exposed that we need to add talent in other positions, wide receiver in particular. Terry is in Cleveland. Hi, Terry. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. Hi, Terry. Um, um, I just want to talk about, like, like we all know, we came into the season, everybody know that, you know, Coach Stavansky was on the hot seat. And, um, you know, I gave praise to him and lift, I lift him off the hot seat once we changed kickers. And, you know, Nick Chubb goes down. But lesson learned of the season to me is, um, you know, enjoy. This is, why you, this is why we as fans enjoy the season because when it comes to the playoffs, it's one and done. We have to win four straight in a row. And, and you want to just create these good memories of the energy that the city brings on game day, you know what I'm saying? Because the fans, the 12th man was a big part of the um, home game wins that we had. And um, I just wanted to say this. 
Now, we all seen Stefanski with different, multiple different um, quarterbacks. And we all know now that Stefanski wants the RPO quarterback. And we all know that he's not going to be that running type of coach. We all know that he likes to gunsling it. So what we need to do is, you know what I'm saying, even though we're not talking it right now, but in the draft, we need to go back to what we always needed, number one, and our defense played well, but they was kind of, I don't know where that came from on Saturday, but we need that middle linebacker and get your quarterback some receivers. We can't just depend on this receiver. We took a big target away, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and, you know, we got to get some receivers if we're going to have this gunslinging quarterback with RPOs and running. So I'm I'm going to still stick with Stavansky because I was heated about him. He, he was on my hot seat since he came into Cleveland. Um, I was a Baker fan. I'm still as a Baker fan. But create the memories here in Cleveland through the season and enjoy tailgate. Show the kids what the city is about, energy and unity amongst us fans down there because it seemed like that's the only time that we as in the city can unite together and enjoy. But Terry, you got to take the downfall. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. Yep. yep Terry yep. in Cleveland. Thanks, Terry. It's a lot, about, a lot more than football is what he's saying, right? I think we all feel that way, that this team is a, a lot more than football. I think that, you know, there there was something. Like everyone we talked to that was around the team a lot would say there is something special. There is something different. There is something bonding about this team that we haven't seen in a while there was no drama yeah it was winning and it was fun yeah is that it is it simple they they overcame a lot of things and they did a good job at it and i think that i mean they truly look like they enjoyed playing on the same team as each other everybody that was out there so yes there are decisions to be made in the offseason how drastic i don't know i mean they've got to make some choices the running back situation i think is interesting jeff because when they turned to Kareem, especially after he was two or three weeks in, when it felt like he was in football shape, like I don't think he was in football shape when he first came back. And I think he would tell you that too. Um, but once he was, and you needed somebody to get you two or three yards and fall forward, he was there for you. You know, he did what they needed. He may not always show up in the numbers as far as yards are concerned for a game, but and you need, falling you, forward, he did an amazing job of doing that. And you need that. But you also need somebody, you know, who can bust off a forty-yard run, right? You know, and I would, I would hope that Kareem gets a chance to return to the team next year. But I, I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen. You know, I, they're going to be, and there are every year there are running backs available, and I wouldn't be stunned if if the team goes out and signs one in free agency, and there are guys who are available. And we'll we'll get so into this, but there are guys you can bring in who can help you. Uh, Henry's in there. Hey, Henry, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, I heard you say, "What does this uh, the Browns learn?" I don't think they learn anything. Really? You know why? I got a degree in sports management, and if you don't know how to build a program, and we see the same stuff over and over again, I don't think they learn nothing until they change their scouting process or procedures. Like you, you just mentioned uh, Ford. He's awful. He should have never even been out there on that field. So I can go on and on. They they haven't learned nothing. I don't think – You don't do think the injuries off, played into anything? Someone injuries played into it. They're in the NFL. Next man up. Right? Uh, well, I don't it's know. I'm looking – listen, Henry, I'm just saying. I'm looking at these other teams that are still around, and they're all with their starting quarterbacks. I mean, it, The fact that we used five different starting starting quarterbacks and got to the playoffs – 
is pretty remarkable. I mean, you have. You, I think they learned some things. I, I do. I don't know how you can't think they didn't learn well, anything. Well, let me let me very clear. Like like with Deshaun Watson, right? Okay. I'm gonna use Dak Dak Price. Eight years. All the other quarterbacks coming right out of college, and they're taking their teams right to the playoffs. Look at Dak. He should have been going after four years. Now they're in the same square. That's why I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. We should have never put that much money in him in the first place. So they haven't learned nothing. We should have had a good quarterback. When you get your one draft pick, the bad one draft pick that you get, you're going to set your team back four or five years. If you don't know how to build a program, you're going to be losing. If you get to the playoffs, luckily, they got to the playoffs because of that missed field goal or or some penalties went their way. They they got 11 wins. I mean, it's not just one or two. Henry, thank you. Appreciate your phone call and your passion. And your degree in sports management, which is about as valuable as my degree in telecommunications. That's true. But if you need your rotary phone fixed, Jeff Phelps is your man. Cool, Ray. What's up, man? Hey, how y'all doing, sir? Cool, Ray. Good. How are you? How are you, buddy? Hey, listen, I'm not going to go. You know me. I, I love my Browns, but I'm hard on my on my team. So I'm not going to go as far as the last caller and say they haven't learned anything. What I'm say, or they don't know how to build a program. I think my team is just stuck where they sticking with bad people like we I, I keep hearing people say give it more time but we forget that there's great players contracts is going to be running out and my thing is this I wasn't mad of the loss I knew they was going to lose I was mad of the game planning like if 98 percent of your game plan is play action I wouldn't care if you got to run the ball 50 times and only get 50 yards you have to set up play action with the threat of a run we keep talking like we don't have great or good running backs. Kareem Hunt is a good running back. Nick Chubb went down in week two. So Stefanski and the other offensive coordinator were supposed to build a running game based around the talent that we have. We all knew you couldn't go into the game throwing the ball 45 times. He knows that. So my issue with my team is this. You have to get rid of the head coach. That's the only change you need to make. The defense carried us this year. The defense carried us, and they got burnt out or they got, or they got out-schemed. Okay, that happens in every game. But the only major issue that needs to be changed is Stefanski. We all know that. It's just we are now in the stigma of the Browns keep changing head coaches. So now they're forced, if they want to change that stigma, they're forced to stay with a coach who we all know can't get you to the other side. We all heard him say a million times, we need to coach better. We need to play better. I need to, be, I need to coach better. Although I didn't we hear him that say that towards it. When they were winning, I didn't hear him say there that. There are coaches who are allegedly on the hot seat who have gotten their teams to the other side. Cool, right? So what are those guys and looking then, for? And then, let's, and then let's keep it like this. Let's keep it real. Baker, I used to call him Baker Menzel. Y'all know that. Yeah, we know. Look yeah. how that. Look how that man looked at yesterday. He hasn't changed his game. He hasn't changed his ability. Cool, Ray. What he he changed was his opponent, who was second to last in the NFL in passing yards allowed and passing touchdowns allowed. That said, he played really well, and I thought he would. I said that yesterday on the show. But what he also did was he got around a coach who coached him up, who who, who used all his strength, and hid all his weaknesses. That's what a coach Didn't does. Freddie Kitchens That's do the same thing? That's what a coach now? does. Didn't Freddie Kitchens Who? try to do the same? Freddie Kitchens, didn't he try to do the same thing for him? 
here. I, I don't know. It didn't yes. seem that way. Yes. But when he was Stefanski, Freddie he did, and it. it seemed like so it, my it, thing is this: when Baker looked at, I have to give, I have to give credit where credit is due. All right, hey, I don't know. I hear you, Corey. Thank you. Appreciate it. The last thing this team needs right now is a new head coach. What are we looking? at? I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five games for Joe Flacco. He threw for over 40 in, what, four of those games, and they were 4-1. and one. And the Browns had a running game, seventh best in the NFL, while Dewan Jones was out there. And I say Dewan because by that time, you're on, after he's out, you're on your third and fifth tackles or whatever it was. You lost your offensive line. That's why you couldn't run the ball. I, maybe I got confused. I was talking about Freddie for, for uh, Johnny, not for, right? No, I'm right. I was right. You rolled your eyes at me. You gave me an eye roll on that because I messed up. I red penned myself. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. All right, more confusion as we roll on with this thing. Chris Fedor is going to join us next. We're talking a little Cavaliers. That's next. 216-474-0092. Baskin and Phelps. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.